Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Thursday, January 25th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we touched on this a little bit with the uh, voicemails earlier, and that is that the United Auto Workers have endorsed Joe Biden for president. And uh, the president of the UAW has said that uh, we need to know who's going to sit in the most powerful seat in the world and we need to unite the working class. So our endorsements must be earned and Joe Biden has earned it. I I mean, it is, I mean, it's totally believable. I was, I was going to use the word unbelievable, but it's totally believable. So that would not be fair nor accurate, but it is amazing to me how these people can look at the condition of society. I mean, they're so partisan. Their politics run so deep that you look at the condition of this country and the people who you will need to buy your stuff Mm -hmm. are largely incapable of buying your stuff. You got into bed with these green psychos, which Biden is the head of that party. People are turning (laughs) away from the electric stuff left and right. And yet you are so wed to the ideology and your own vested interest, which is who will fight for our specific thing rather than what's best for the country that you're going to lie to people with a straight face and act like this guy this guy doesn't even have any business being on his own without adult supervision much less running an entire country and this is why i mean this sort of stuff right here is why like in indiana where they they made the the got rid of the public sector unions because it's just like stuff like this. I mean, it's just, it's completely ridiculous, completely ridiculous. He went on to say that Donald Trump is a billionaire and that's who he represents. So clearly this president of the UAW has no idea what the Make America Great Again movement is about when he's saying things like that. And he said that if Donald Trump ever worked in an auto plant, he wouldn't be a UAW member. (laughs) Donald Trump would own the, right. the plan. <laughs> well, again, it, we have long since passed the um, era where endorsements mattered. There was probably a time where the UAW could get 90% of its members to go lockstep with the management. Those days are over. I would guess it's if you were to actually poll the UAW workers – Maybe it's 60-40 Democrat now, probably closer to 50-50. Mm-hmm. And because these people live their own lives and they look at their lives and they realize it sucks out there right now. And it sucks in large part because of Biden. And so how people go into the booth and pull the lever is does not in many cases represent what this total partisan hack management you know, is going to allocate their resources towards. And it seems like there was a lot of consternation because this endorsement for Joe Biden took a long time. It, it, it seems like there was a yeah. long delay for it. And to your point, Rob, you're right. And he even admits this. The union boss is saying that the vast majority of their rank and file members are probably going to vote for Trump. 
Look, every, it's what makes this country, you know, a beacon for other countries. You know, it's, it's democracy in action. Um, look, let me be clear about this. A great majority of our members will not vote for President Biden. Uh, yes, some will. Uh, but that's the reality of this. Uh, the majority of our members are going to vote their paychecks. They're going to vote for an economy that works for them, and they're going to vote for a president. When you look at these two presidents, the choice is very clear about which one stands up with the working class and stands up for labor, and which one stands for the billionaire class, and that's his base. We shall watch very closely. Mm -hmm. He seems a bit confused to me. Don't you always love the phrase, stands up for, like, the he used the word, stands up for the billionaire class. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden has been in public office for the better part of 50 years, save for the window between when he stopped being vice president and became president. So from 19, he was elected in 70, 72 or 74. I think it was, maybe it was 74. So for 50 years, the better mm -hmm. part of 50 years, he's been in public office as a U.S. Senator, Vice President, or President, which means he has either overseen or had a great deal of influence over the tax code. The Democrats controlled the entire federal government for two years. There were no, the Republicans have the House. No, they didn't have it. That's happened multiple times where the Democrats have had all of government. That means they write the tax code. So when you talk about standing up for the billionaire class, mm -hmm. yeah, the Democrats do it the same way the Republicans do. Why? Because billionaires write the checks that fund the campaigns. Well, and he also went on to say, the boss for the UAW, that the endorsement of Joe Biden is an effort, their best effort at taking back power for the working class. Hey, newsflash, <laughs> Joe Biden's been the president for three years now. Yeah. Who do you think has the power? Well, it's not about the working class. It's about power to the unions. And you have seen, especially in the public sector, you have seen public sector unions by various state governments, a lot of that power um, largely gutted, as we saw here in Indiana. And I get it. There are a lot of people who are in unions who don't want to be in the unions or who don't agree with the unions. They feel they have to do it out of some sort of economic solidarity or interest or whatever. But I mean, this sort of stuff, it's hard to fathom how America got to this point. I mean, the last three years have been a total disaster. And wouldn't you be angry, Casey, if you had to pay dues and you know a good portion of your dues mm -hmm. are going to go to defend this guy and right. support this guy? Right. Um, okay. So Joe Biden was speaking at an event and he had a lot of things to say. Let's share some of them quickly with you. Uh, here he is saying that uh, they're changing the economy and people, he tries to say scared. Listen to this. He catches <laughs> oh, no. himself. We're fundamentally changing the economy of this country. And everybody's getting a little worried about it. Oh, everybody's getting a little scared. I mean, worried about hey, it. Hey, I'm just happy he's forming complete sentences there, Casey, <laughs> where we knew what all the uh, words were. And mm -hmm. uh, he isn't threatening to get in bed with women being the backbone of America or whatever he said, whatever gibberish he said yesterday. Uh, well, look, I, 
can you imagine? Isn't it fascinating that they are still on the talking point? I mean, I give them credit. Mm -hmm. It's insane, but I give them credit. They are not getting off that the economy's great and you're just too stupid to realize it. You just don't know it's silly, Rob. It's working. (laughs) Bidenomics is so great. (laughs) Here he is bragging, and you mentioned this, bragging about the uh, billions of dollars that they're spending on the EV uh, effort and all of the charging stations, a lot of which have not been installed, by the way. And then it gets one of the acronyms backwards. That's why my bipartisan infrastructure law is building a network of 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations all across America installed by your brothers and sisters of the IEBW. That's what's doing. He said the IEBW. It's the IBEW, by the way. Uh, hey, look, if that's the worst mistake he makes mm-hmm. all day, Casey, mm-hmm. I think we'll all call that a colossal victory. But this is an example of the union saying as long as we get ours then it doesn't matter what happens to anyone else. And you see this, and this is why unions get a bad rap, Casey, is because this is a great example. Hey, we're getting ours. Hey, we're succeeding. Yeah, but the rest of the country sucks under this guy. We're getting ours. We're succeeding. We got a great deal. We think Biden's best for us. Mm-hmm. But what about everybody else? We think Biden is best for us. And, and again, I know there's a lot of people in unions who think differently than this, and they vote differently than this. But when your management, when your face, when your voice is espousing these things, you get lumped in with that too. And if you don't like it, then that's kind of on you because you're a part of it and you're not speaking out. And so the 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 voice, the face uh, of the, uh, you know, it's true of companies, et cetera. That's the lot you get put in with. That's the picture you get painted with. So also during this speech, he was uh, listing off some automakers and in typical Joe Biden fashion, he invented a new brand. (laughs) Because of you, Toyota, Volkswagen, Nissan, Tulsa, all gave their workers double digit raises. Uh Tulsa. Because of you. That's a new one, isn't it? So his speech was uh, interrupted by protesters. (laughs) That's such an old man thing. I don't mean to cut you off, but that is totally such an old man thing. He's got one of those moon cars, you Mm -hmm. know, a Tulsa. A Tulsa. Of course, he means Tesla, but he can't. Does he? Does he know what he means? I think that's what he means. I mean, half the time you got to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, right? Uh, You're far more generous than I am, Casey. uh, It seems like you're always doing that, but his speech was interrupted by protesters for the second day in a row and was it yesterday the secret service kind of i i don't want to say swarm because that sounds a little bit uh more treacherous than what it was but they definitely uh surrounded him when the protesters started and then it was again yesterday at this speech but i want to go back to what happened and uh review do you remember when he was in virginia and his, during his introduction, he seemed to question who the governor was. Yes, he said the Terry McAuliffe, who lost the election to Glenn Youngkin, mm-hmm. was the legitimate governor or the real governor or whatever word he used. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, he said uh, Biden or the Democrats, they're, you know, are, are they denying that that election happened? And so Peter Ducey was asking Corinne Jean-Pierre about this, and she gave an answer as to why Joe Biden made that comment to begin with. Is election denying a joke now? 
What do you mean you have to say more than just make a random statement? <laughs> Why did the president say, hello, Virginia, and the real governor, Terry McCall? <clears throat> he was making a joke about Terry. He was making a joke. joke. He was, I mean, if you play it back, it's clearly that the president was making a joke. What's the joke? He was making a joke about McCullough's previous term as governor. How are you guys going to convince people, though, uh, that this idea of denying election results is very bad if President Biden is going How out is and he? making jokes like okay. this? He did not deny. He did not deny it. He congratulated Governor Yunkin. Matter of fact, uh, when he won his election, he did it out of the gate. Out of the gate. Really, truly, he uh, he congratulated the governor. And not only that, we've had opportunities to work closely with the governor in, over the past couple of years. So pretty much what is she, what she's saying is that when a Democrat denies an election, it's a joke, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And just write that off. It's like the, the whiteout we can put over everything. Yeah. But when a Republican does it, they're a denier. Uh, yes, that's spot on. And he, he wasn't joking. He may have actually thought Terry McCullough was still the governor of... <laughs> Virginia, knowing Biden, who knows? Casey, when Mm -hmm. we come back, we have to have a a little chat with our audience about etiquette on corresponding with this show. Oh, yeah. You've got some mail. Well, you know, look, we're not errand boys here. (laughs) And if you want something, there are proper ways to go about it. And this person, we can use them, Mm -hmm. I think, as a learning tool because this person did everything wrong. All right. That's coming up. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 23 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob. Rob. Yes, Casey. Yes, I, I know. You're you're very involved in that article. Well, you know, I once heard this, and I can't remember exactly who said it, but with countries, as with people, it's easy to let the best of yourself slip away. And I mm-hmm. feel like maybe mm-hmm. today one of the best of us has slipped away. Sorry. <laughs> is that is that is that going to be your hot take on it? <laughs> So I'm just checking the mail to see if there's anything popping up. And I see this article about Taylor Swift, how there was some AI porn on X that was out there. This is what? Yeah, this. uh, No, I don't even know what you said. There were just a bunch of letters there. AI pornography of Taylor Swift was on X today. They have suspended that account. But then then there was another article. No, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. Who's actually stupid enough to believe that there's legitimate Taylor Swift porn floating right. around somewhere? Right. It's well. I mean, other it, it's the equivalent of like it might as well be cartoon pornography. Mm-hmm. Who's watching that going? Huh, did you see the new that, Taylor Swift she, porn? Yeah, like she really did that. This isn't Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee or various other Kim Kardashian who actually did it. Who's actually going to believe that there's legitimate Taylor Swift pornography floating around out there? I don't think anybody was believing it was really her. Then what's the point of, what would be the point of watching it? You're essentially watching a cartoon. It's the same reason that those guys talk to the AI girlfriends, right? Suspend belief. and No, well, but I mean, isn't that more like for lo- a lonely connection or something of that nature i'm sure there's curious people who think okay well this is close like what she would look like (laughs) no (laughs) yes yes if you are someone who would look at ai pornography Mm -hmm. you explain yourself right now 317 Uh i bet we get phone calls on this because you know of the tens of thousands of people hearing our voice somebody does this 317-684-8444 317-684-8444 or at robin kendall on twitter at casey daniels 317 on twitter uh you why what would I, 
what would be the point mm-hmm. of that? It's not even real. Right. Yeah, but I guess it's like the next best thing. It would be close. If you were curious. It's the blow-up doll of pornography, Casey. <laughs> it's the next best thing. It's I'm just saying. It's not even a robot. Yeah. Tell me about your letter that you got. Uh, <laughs> see, we're going to say, tell us about why you're in mourning. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm quickly trying to change the subject. Uh, okay, so we got to have a little chat with our audience okay. here, okay? And let's talk about the rules of correspondence <laughs> with this program. <laughs> and if you have a desired result, the best way to get the desired result. Okay, number one, rule number one, I do not open the mail. So if you address mail to me, you are wasting your time. You might as well just address it to Kevin or Casey Mm -hmm. because under no circumstances, and Casey will vouch for this, do I ever, 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 ever open the mail when it is sent to me. So that's a big giant red flag. If you're addressing something to me, it tells me you are not paying attention to this show, (laughs) which pisses me off to begin with because I've told you I do not open the mail. These are the rules. Second of all, and I'm putting this up on the, I got to get this article down here. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, you do. It was a legitimate news story, Casey. I know, I understand. Uh, I'm holding this up for people on the YouTube uh, chat. Uh, You can see this here, the YouTube feed. This letter looks like it was sent from the Unabomber. It is not even written. It is not even like addressed with a a pen. Mm -hmm. It is typed up and then scotch taped to the letter in question. And then there's no return address right. here either. Is there a name on the letter? I mean, we have no idea no. who it's from. There's a, no identification of who this is. So you violated thing by sending the mail to me, which means you don't pay attention. I've told you I don't open the mail. I've said numerous times, address it to Casey. Two, you're not even using, what are you worried? Like I'm going to do a handwriting analysis mm-hmm. to try to find out, what do you think this is, the FBI Maybe that here? that person just has really sloppy handwriting no, and they wanted to make sure it got here. Because there's no return address up here either, no, Casey. No, I know. So right now you've already told me you don't really listen to the show. You don't pay that close of attention. You're clearly trying to be some anonymous, I mean, mm-hmm. this is like BTK type of stuff here, yeah. Casey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't cut the letters out to address it to me. <laughs> right. No return address. And what they want me to do, uh-huh. and look. They want me to do a hit job on Kyle Walker, who's a senator. They want me to look into him and his economic interests. Look, Kyle Walker's a total zero. I know that. Everybody knows that. He's some super liberal Republican state senator who is uh, shares a relationship with another highly connected political individual. And Kyle Walker's a loser. Mm-hmm. He's a total zero. I don't need anonymous <laughs> Unabomber BTK type correspondence mm-hmm. to let to for you to fill me in on that Kyle Walker's with, a with loser. No instructions either. Well, that's the point. He and you want me to do all the work for you. <laughs> I'm not doing the work for you. If you have information on Kyle Walker and his <laughs> economic interests and you think that's a bad thing, spell it out for me. Send it to me. Because they sent it to Hammer and Nigel too. The Hammer and Nigel read the thing on the air yesterday. Did they really? Ona Buyar, mm-hmm. man up. And then maybe I'll have an interest in whatever you want me to do. But in the meantime, I don't have any interest in this because this is very creepy and weird. You know what that reminds me of when you have an email that you're forwarding to your boss uh-huh. that you want them to be aware of? Yeah. And you just forward it to your boss without any, hey, FYI, sure. uh, should we consider this right. or check out these numbers? There's no explanation of why you're forwarding right. it. You just send it along and yeah. let them figure it out. That's what somebody did to you. They just sent it along and they're hoping you figure it they out. They want me to, they have some beef with Kyle Walker, which is fine. The guy's mm-hmm. a total loser and mm-hmm. a total zero in his position. He's super liberal and he's there because of who he's 
connected to, and that's fine. But here's the rules for the road yeah. one more time. If you want me to even consider mm-hmm. taking action on whatever your thing is, and if you don't abide by these rules, <laughs> you will not get action. So get your pens out. Are you ready, Casey? I'm ready. Number one. Yeah. All envelopes will not be addressed to me. <laughs> you can address them to Kevin mm-hmm. or you can address them to Casey. Mm-hmm. And in the envelope, mm-hmm. when you send the letter or the correspondence, mm-hmm. say, please make sure Rob sees this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's number one. Okay. Number two, yeah. no creepy BTK Unabomber <laughs> uh, taped, typed address, scotch tape, nothing. No, use your handwriting. Oh, okay. Your handwriting. Right. Uh, no blank, no return address. Okay. You're a human being. We want to know Man up from. or woman up and tell us where we can find you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then in all correspondence, especially mm-hmm. if you want me to do a hit job on someone. <laughs> Let us know what you're looking for. Your name, yeah. your address, uh-huh. and your phone number okay. where I can verify that you're a real human and have some correspondence with you. If those things are not followed, <laughs> then there is zero rules. chance I will take any action. So if this person would like to resend the same correspondence, mm-hmm abiding by those rules, then there's a chance I will further look into what a complete loser Kyle Walker is. All right, we got to get to the news. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Body shame? Is that a, you're a woman. You would know I was this. not body shaming. Get, I was just no, saying that there's I, been a difference. I, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Your Honor, please direct <laughs> the witness to answer the question. I, I will decide the order in which we go here. Can women body shame other women? Is that even a, a thing? Absolutely. Yes. So it's not, it's not just, so yes, a, they can. So a, it's not just a man mm-hmm. thing. Correct. Okay. So if indeed we now accept, Your Honor, that as the witnesses said that women can body shame other women, mm-hmm. if you're making an observation about a woman's weight, yeah. you have, it would it be fair to instruct the jury that I think you have body shamed that woman? Yeah. We can't all be fit and vibrant like you, Casey. Yeah, I thought this was a safe space. <laughs> Yeah, me too. And now can I tell everybody what pictures you guys were looking at? Uh, well, first of all, uh, we, were look, we, were looking, <laughs> yeah. we were looking at a legitimate news story that you alerted us to, Casey, <laughs> which is- It was right there on Daily Mail. Former actress, oh, Jesse co- Jane, okay. Jesse Jane uh-huh. who was in movies, Casey, such sure. as Starsky and Hutch, okay. also on Entourage, okay. mainstream mm-hmm. American television shows, yes. And, yes. Uh, and movies. Beloved American actress- uh, Jesse Jane. Apparently, tragically passed away mm-hmm. of what appears to be a very likely fentanyl. It was a drug overdose, yeah. as did her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And TMZ and many, many other uh, mainstream news agencies had the article. Yeah. And then Casey starts, instead of taking the time to properly mourn someone who has contributed to American society, Casey starts pointing out her hips and calling her a chunky monkey. I said, she's a chunky monkey. And I said, I don't think now is the time nor the place for that, Casey. But No, you did not. You said, what are you looking at? And I said, well, look at this picture right here that they're putting of her. Well, yeah, what year was that? 2017? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, she didn't used to look like that. Do a Google image search, which scared me to do on the work computer. But you just fired it up. I love that with no hesitation, you just put it in there. I mean, who knows what would have popped up with that? Right. But I just. And, 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 I w- and then Kevin said, you're right. She has gained weight over the years. Yeah. And then he said something else, which was a little crass. And Kevin's got this lovable image. Yeah. So I don't want to be. 
I don't want to say. I was being honest. Yeah. I, I don't want to say what you said, Kev did, Kevin didn't make it to the stomacular area. <laughs> he just he just stopped about halfway down. Um, I liked what I was saying. So uh, anyway, that was, I just wondered if a woman could, because mm-hmm. I, I thought that was interesting that that's where you went mm-hmm. immediately, not the people that she might have meant something to or the people who, you know, maybe in mourning right now, you just immediately went to body shaming. And so I just wanted to, I was not clear. I wasn't mean mean Well, about you know it. me, I don't notice anyone's appearance, Casey. So sure. this is, I'm out of this game. This is more a Kevin and Casey conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did think a mainstream American. And, and, and what did you say about women after they turned 38? I didn't say 38. What said, was the age? I said 35. <laughs> okay. And I said, uh-huh. I said we have a different standard of judging appearances uh-huh. after the age of 35. That's not what you said. That's what I remember saying. <laughs> That's not what you said, but we're going to let it go. Um, I want to ask you something. Yes. So, you know, years ago, I I signed up for- you, I, a I giant got, pink piece of paper. That I, I got on the a, heck out of me. I got on a list and it was for- for like employment and I'm still I'm still on this list. What do you mean a list for employment? Where they send me job openings. Oh, okay. Like, you know, so and so is hiring for this position. It's like a is this like a, a career builder type? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I I guess I could unsubscribe to it if I wanted to, but that would take effort. And so I still get occasional job openings and this one got my attention. So I had to like read into it further because I wanted to know more about it. Yeah. But the job opening was experience <laughs> Experienced yacht stewardess slash server. I thought, okay, wait, and it's in New York City. And so there's somebody who is really hiring for a yacht stewardess. And then, of course, my wheels started spinning yeah. and like, wow, could you have working on a yacht? I mean, I see in your eyes, you're saying, I can finally get away from this guy like this could be my path out of this place and away from you well i wanted to know what the qualifications were because i assume it was you know uh, hospitality sure. customer service right? things of that nature yeah, no doubt. what what is required of somebody who's going to be a yacht stewardess and some of the responsibilities include assisting with wardrobe organization for the lady of the house. What is that even? Well, it's not even a house, is it, right? It's a yacht. Does that count as a house? I They're, is, they're it, considering is it a that house. A, okay, so this is like organizing the closet? Yes. Is this like making sure the clothes are neatly folded? It says closet organization and travel packing and unpacking. Oh. I mean, clearly you're someone's assistant. Right. And you would just be basically living on the high sea, it sounds yes. like. Yes. And then museum quality cleaning, a fine furniture, art, and antiques. So you're made. Assisting with other household errands. And they go on and say you have to clean up and organize dinners and events, provide great service to all principals and guests. So you're made. This is how the other half lives, Rob. Yeah. As we celebrate mediocrity, all the boys upstairs want to see how much you 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. Rob, do you remember a while ago we talked about that flight that had to be diverted because of excessive diarrhea? Oh, yes. Yes, just another reason not to fly, Casey. Yeah, well, I've got one more for you. Oh, how exciting. An American Airlines plane was reportedly forced to return to the gate because of high winds, but oh. not the kind of winds that you're thinking in the sky. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, disgruntled passengers 
Farts. Gas. Yes, gas. That's what we're talking about. No, uh, wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. So it was diverted, what, because it was making the other passengers ill? Because it was so smelly. Oh, wow. And this guy was intentionally letting them rip. Oh, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I've eaten, you know, uh, something that has just terribly disagreed with me. This person was deliberately attempting to fumigate yes. the entire airplane. He had been asked to stop by multiple people and looked him right in the eye and just so, let it go. So people were like, sir, please stop farting. Yes. See, this is another reason I don't like to get on the airplanes because you are trapped uh-huh. with uh, other people with other people and you have no idea what's going on or what they're doing or what, like, when I get in my automobile mm-hmm. the only person I'm beholden to Casey is you is myself yeah if I want to fumigate <laughs> myself that's you know that's that's my prerogative uh-huh. but if I'm on an airplane I'm beholden to Larry over here and his if Larry doesn't want to do something or does want to do something in this case I have no recourse. So this was a flight that was going from Phoenix, Arizona to Austin, Texas. And after everybody had gotten on the plane Uh and he was letting things go, uh, the smell overtook everyone. And even the flight attendant came up to him and said, you know, sir, uh, that's enough. Yeah. And he (laughs) just couldn't do it. The plane was taxing to the runway, came to a stop, and they turned it back around and went back to the the gate kicked the guy off the flight uh-huh. and as he was exiting the plane turned around looked at everyone and said smell you later no we did not yes. <laughs> no you're making that up is this like a babylon b story or he's been now called fart man and this is not like a, i don't know a world news report uh-huh. or a people magazine this is coming from the new york post okay this is really something that happens so there was a time where travel <laughs> and we've talked about this before with the automobiles like the the there was a time where travel was, and to me it still is, about getting from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. What is the vessel that can get me from my desired, to desired point B from my starting point of A? And now mm-hmm. it is just a giant, colossal, just cesspool mm-hmm. of, in many ways, just a game of Russian roulette <laughs> of what you're going to get. On these airplanes. Well, and let's talk about the fact that they're just falling apart, by the way. Why are they're, people so out of control, Casey, well, on these airplanes? It's not only the people on the planes. Uh, you know, all the those people had to breathe a sigh of relief yeah, when the, the guy yes, absolutely. was exited off the plane. By the way, it was only delayed about 15, 30 minutes, which uh-huh. not the worst that could happen. Uh, but how about the other flights where, like, the front wheel of that one plane just fell off while it was approaching the runway? I, uh, again, look, I realize that my fear of flying is somewhat irrational. However, mm-hmm. when you hear things like this, the grief, like, I have always viewed it as, especially if you're doing a flight that's a connecting flight mm-hmm. or this or that, by the time you have to get to the airport. You got to go through all the drama of checking in. Yep. You got to sit there till they're ready to go. And then you got, get your luggage afterwards. You got to get off. You got to connect. You mm-hmm. got to do all this, that. Unless you are driving to California. Right. To me, 
Driving's it's just, easier. It's just easier to drive. You can stop. You want to stop. You can get a soda. It doesn't cost $93. Listen you can to what you want ba- on the radio. Absolutely, yes. Casey. And I am so pleased now that many people are starting to, is it faster probably technically to fly? Probably, depending yeah. on where you're going. However, yeah. if it is any sort of reasonable driving distance, yeah. it's just much easier to drive. I am. I agree with you a thousand percent because then you also have to figure in parking at the airport yes. or a rental car yes. or Uber at your next destination. All of that hassle. Just get in your own vehicle and go. And, and you can fart as much as you want. Yes. And it would be one thing if I, <laughs> you know, if you were like many people are not scared of heights or flying or phobias, claustrophobic, whatever. But. I'm miserable the whole time I'm on the airplane. Mm -hmm. So why would I pay all that money to be miserable? I enjoy driving. I like driving. Casey, I I used to drive halfway across the country every two weeks. No problem. Mm -hmm. No problem. (laughs) So why would I pay all that money in order to subject myself to being miserable? I agree with you. Unless you're going west of California, just uh, or west of Colorado, (laughs) just just get in the car. If you're going west of California, I think you need a boat. Yeah. Uh, One other thing I wanted to bring to your attention, and this is America's bed bug hotspots. This is really kind of a gross break, isn't it? It's what? Uh, um, the America's Bed Bug Hotspots. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a map that shows the top 50 worst cities for infestation. Uh-oh. Three Indiana cities are on the list. Guess where Indianapolis ranks? Where? Number eight. Oh, no. Number eight. Okay, so my question on this is, are we talking like this is for homes and hotels and everywhere mm-hmm. or is this just like if you stay in a hotel this, this is, is a- hotels oh, okay. yeah is what they're looking at yeah but oh you can tell if you've got a problem because you're gonna wake up with little red bite marks oh, on your arms no. and legs oh no um so is that one of the first things you do when you go to a hotel is pull back the covers and check the bed closely to see how it looks well this is also why i don't take <laughs> vacations casey because again for some Someone with obsessive compulsive disorder, mm-hmm. uh, I need my things in a certain way. Now, I'm not OCD about like I don't clean my house 50 times a week, but I am OCD in the standpoint of I know my germs. Yeah, I know where I've been. Right, I know where my stuff is at. Mm-hmm. I know what it's been through. <laughs> I know who's been in my bed, Casey. You know who's <laughs> been in my bed? Two people, me and my wife. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> you go to these places, you have you know no idea. Yeah who's slept there, what they've done, yeah. what sort of unspeakably speakable behavior has taken place, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So this is why it is just easier not to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And how about the remote control in the hotel room? Ooh, well, don't touch that. Right. I mean, it is a giant germ cesspool. Yeah. And it, it just, look, I guess, it, like, um, People who have go to Airbnbs, mm-hmm. maybe a little nicer. Yeah. Probably there's a better chance that the upkeep is a little bit better. But even if you're at the nicest of upkeep, kept kept Airbnbs or hotels, five star hotel, whatever, mm-hmm. somebody slept on those sheets before you. Yeah, and even if they've been washed, mm-hmm. I still don't like the idea that some 
naked person was could have been in those sheets before me. Rolling around. Right. Um, okay. I want to control the naked people who are on my sheets. Let me share with you one of the grossest stories I have about a hotel room. Oh. So oh, when no. I was when I was in South Bend uh-huh. and I was a hiring manager, we had flown this woman in to interview. Uh-huh. And the radio station, not my doing, my boss, put her up in a hotel. Uh-huh. The next morning we're talking and I ask her, so how was your stay last night? How was the hotel? And she said... She crawled into the bed, and there was a, a nacho Dorito oh, in the no. bed. So they clearly had not changed the sheets oh, from the previous client. No. I was so embarrassed. She ended up taking the job, though. <laughs> I, look, I get the travel and adventure and whatever are some people's bag, and mm-hmm. good for you, and I wish you the best of luck. But all of these things, mm-hmm. the farting guy on the airplane, yeah. the crazy drunk people on the airplanes, the plane falling apart, the the hotel, the bed all, bugs. all of these things are a reason that I just say, I will stay home, and I will be happy in my own misery in my own house. Well, we're going to count on you to be home tonight and back here tomorrow. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you for listening today. Tony Katz is up next. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.